you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And boy, howdy, if you just happen to be stuck in an airport and watching a random college basketball game, Missouri and TCU was definitely the one to randomly watch this Saturday. What a ball game, huh, Blake Stark? Wow. I mean, wow. I, I, my heart hasn't slowed down. It's This is a game where it's like you almost just have to like react at first. And sure. You can't describe it like logically at first. You're just like, that was an experience. It totally was. And, you know, we're definitely going to have to talk about the Missouri defense. Obviously, TCU scored a bajillion points, shot nearly 60% from the field in the game. I don't know. I, I, I apologize. I don't have my laptop in front of me right now. Normally, I have, I'm have Mr. Stats, but I'm kind of flying blind at the moment. Maybe Blake will help me out at some point with his fancy we actually Android phone. Them. We actually outshot them percentage-wise. And you, there's did no we way really? You believe that That's incredible. They just had 13 more shots than we did. So it was. I think they just killed us on the boards, and they they had more points off turnovers, and they had. I mean, we didn't have a, a tremendous amount of turnovers. I think we ended the game with ten turnovers or something like that, right. which is pretty acceptable, I think. But they only had seven. Um, so they, yeah, they just had a lot more shots, but they they hit them at a fifty five percent clip, which is still pretty respectable. But we actually shot fifty seven percent. Yeah, unbelievable, and obviously led the way by. Jeremiah Tillman and Xavier Pinson, and who combined to score, yes, and the Antlers are going to love this, 69 points. Nice. Unbelievable. And, you know, my dad was asking me, I attended the game with, he was, we were walking out of there just on cloud nine, of course. He was going, when was the last time two Missouri players scored 30 in a game together? And my mind immediately went all the way back to 2003, the Marquette NCAA tournament game. But actually, Ricky Paulding scored over 30 in that game. Arthur Johnson had 28 points and 18 rebounds. He didn't quite get there. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and count that one though, but apparently Kareem Rush, somebody said online, I believe Tom Tom Orf, I believe is his name. Was He's it in the Iowa State triple overtime game? Was it Kareem Rush and quadruple, and, I think. Oh, yeah. Even. yeah, but yeah, and Rush Clarence Gilbert. Rush and Gilbert I think did it twice together as teammates once in uh, yeah, 99 once in 2000, I believe. So, man, those were some players. The uh we were talking about today, I mean, Pinson had Eight, he had eight threes today, which is a, it's just a, that's a high number historically for Mizzou, but I think Gilbert still has it for, for that game, right? I think he hit like 11 threes or something crazy. I actually think he even hit 12 or something against Colorado. I think that's oh, yeah, actually right. the record yeah. up in, uh, up in Boulder. I think he set the record, but yeah, I mean, it was really quite the interesting ball game, quite the entertaining ball game. Were you kind of stunned that, number one, were you stunned that TCU was sort of content to single cover Jeremiah Tillman the entire game? Because it seemed like he was unstoppable there in the first half. Yeah, it was. I mean, he got out to, what, he scored like 13 of our first 17 points or something crazy. Like he right. was off to an outrageous start, and they were just they were just content to take it. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. Um, I don't know where they... Yeah, I think he had 17 in the first half here, I'm seeing in my notes. They were worried. I don't know what they were worried about stopping... I'm not sure what they're... You can't be that worried about our perimeter shooting, right? Although tonight it was pretty darn good. Mostly Xavier Pinson. 47% for the game. Yeah. That's the best we've done in a long time. And they hit, I think, four three-pointers there in the last two minutes alone. I mean, it was just just an absolutely stunning comeback. You know, let's talk about Missouri's defense. Pinson was hitting... These were just bombs, too. Like They were deep, high-arcing. I mean, they were dramatic and pretty. 
Ugh. Yeah, he just got in the zone all of a sudden, and, and we needed every bit of those points. I mean, I think we were down either 10 or 11 with two and a half minutes to play. Yeah, just what a comeback. you got to say it. Now, let's, let's address something first. Obviously, TCU had a great offensive day. To my eyes, you know, I was pretty critical, actually, of Conzo uh, and our sort of defensive choices against Auburn, to be quite frank. But I didn't really find a lot to be critical of here, it, certainly in terms of, of tactics. What did you see? I thought TCU was just making shots. Yeah, it was, it was really – I mean, I, I don't think you could blame it on a, a lack of defensive effort. Um, it's it. There really is a, a a noticeable difference, though, in the number of fouls that were called on us today. We only had one player get four fouls, and that was some somehow. Was it Mark Smith twelve or thirteen? He's thirteen. So Mitchell Smith managed to get four fouls. He's the only only Tiger to get four fouls. Okay, and. When we had you know, multiple guys in that situation against Auburn, I mean, yeah, Auburn, our it, top three guards fouled out right, in the, regulation. Right, the yeah. first, uh, <laughs> the the first, particularly the first half of the second half, which was atrocious. But we just didn't have a lot of fouls. I don't think they, I don't think TCU was in the double bonus, even going into overtime. And, That's correct. And yeah. we, you know, we got fouled. We we did a good job of attacking the basket and drawing fouls, but we didn't we didn't get a lot of fouls called on us. So I don't know if we backed off physically, but or. or or I, I just it's it's inexplicable. They did make a lot of shots, and we didn't get called for a lot of fouls, which is just kind of you know right. those two things going together. Sure, is I don't know. well, it certainly you made sure didn't for see it coming too because they only scored like forty two points against Oklahoma two weeks ago. Right. Well, and you know uh, they did. You know, Mike Miles played a really good ball game. Obviously, I, I tried in the run up to this game, the preview of this ball game. I tried to warn all the Mizzou fans out there. He's a good ball player. He hit, I think he hit five three pointers against Kansas. Kept them in that ball game. They actually had the lead in Lawrence this past Thursday. But yeah, you know, you mentioned the fouls. I'm not totally sure what to make of that either. You know, I, I, a part of it, obviously, against Auburn, a big part of that was Cooper was making stuff happen for sure, but. Yeah, the officials just, man, that Auburn game, they just kind of let the game get away from them. And regardless, this TCU game, clearly a much more visually appealing game to watch. I mean, obviously, both teams were some incredible shot making on both sides. It was just nice to see the officials get out of the way for the most part. Yeah. That was something I wanted to see. Yeah, there was one per, one possession in particular late in, in regulation, I think, in an, um, a Texas Tech guy drove from the wing and and I think he pretty clearly got fouled by Tillman and they let him they let it go but then the other did I say Texas Tech you did say it goodness I, TCU they, all right we knew what you meant okay yeah so this guy uh then Labeer or Ladeer or whatever that that big big kid that had uh-huh. kind of come in at the reserve back forward he, am I still there you're okay. good you're good he just shoved Tillman blatantly in the back and got a rebound right and then got an and one so it was like they let two pretty blatant fouls go before they finally called a fairly blatant foul, so right. But I, I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for more incidental contact and just allowing guys to yeah, play. Yeah, stuff I, that doesn't affect I don't think the any, play. Any yeah. time that two bodies on the fast the basketball court connect with each other doesn't need to be a whistle. It's not required to be a foul. Could agree potentially more. gaining an advantage from the collision. It's it's incidental. Let the kids play. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more with that. And that's probably my biggest complaint with officiating right now is yeah, just 
any sometimes any contact is it just it feels like you're obligated to blow the whistle and I just don't feel that way whatsoever but you know what I do feel very strongly about Blake and that's betonline.ag and this is all going right off the top of my head because again I have no laptop this or just screw screw the copy who needs it I'm like LeBron ripping up my my uh, my speech I don't need any copy the but Super, seriously the Super Bowl's coming up bet on it obviously well that's the thing <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about the Super Bowl. There's a million different things to bet on. Maybe you don't feel that strongly about the Chiefs or the Bucks. Well, there's bound to be one of hundreds of props you can find on betonline.ag. Take the over on the National Anthem. I always take the over on the National Anthem, according to Blake. But you know what you should definitely do when you sign up for a free account online at betonline.ag? you got to use the promo code LOCKEDON because then you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is literally free money, everybody. You can't do any better than that. So again, use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Well, speaking of free throws, Blake, neither team shot particularly well from the free throw line, especially with Jeremiah Tillman getting a bit of the yips there once again. That's somewhat concerning, but that was obviously the only real nit that you could pick in his game tonight. I mean, for once again, Tillman has just been absolutely outstanding. If he's not a borderline first-team All-American at this point, then I'm an idiot. He's got to be the best center in the SEC right now for sure. But regardless, you know, again, speaking of fouls, I genuinely meant this. When we were down whatever it was, 11-12 with two and a half, three minutes to play, the Samuel kid for TCU, he's a 34% free-throw shooter. I honest to God thought we should have started we should have started fouling him possibly, but then he fouled out of the game, so that was no longer like an option. And I seriously thought, oh no, we're screwed. That was our only way to come back. I actually saw <laughs> your I saw your tweet about that, like it's time to start fouling Samuel. Yeah. And I it, I just I was didn't process the context of why you had tweeted that and right. I was like, Is this Samuel guy like having a big game and I'm not noted like or we need to get him out like and I'm like, Oh, okay, no No hack a shack, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, because, you know, I really think that would have been a viable strategy because eventually Jamie Dixon would have found a way to get him out of the game, I'm sure. But fine, he's a good player, too. Let's force him out of the game. He's their best big guy. So, therefore, you know, it just would have taken, you know, just the amount of time left in the game. It just would, especially, I think, especially this is a strategy that that more college teams should try on the 7th, 8th, and ninth fouls because, again, those are one-and-one one situations. It makes the hack-a-shack or whoever, hack-a-whoever, hack a make all the more sense when you're in those one-and-one one situations. When, when I'm that, surprised more coaches don't take advantage of that. When did teams start doing that to us with Tillman right now? The way he's playing, I mean, he's, he's 70% from the field and 40% from the line right now. Right. You Over the last I mean? few games, he basically is. Yeah. yeah. No, so it's, that's a totally viable strategy. It's something that pe- – that, Honestly, that's something teams should think about. They really should. Certainly a lot better than whatever Jamie Dixon was doing today against Tillman. I mean, thank you for the single-team coverage the entire game. I really enjoyed that, and I'm sure Jeremiah did too. Yeah. Hopefully he uh, hopefully his fa- he had some family in for that game because uh, that was a good one. Holy cow. I mean, he's just a, a string of, of good games. And even I know he didn't have a huge offensive output against uh, Auburn, but he was, he was great in the Auburn game, I thought, too. Physical. One of the things that really stands out, I mean, Jeremiah Tillman played 33 minutes today with three fouls. Right. I mean, just think about just think about that. Like, think about a freshman. I mean, you wouldn't even think that's possible. He didn't get his third foul till overtime, and he played the entire game. 
It was a focal point of the offense. Had 15 shots and double digit. I mean, he was involved in every aspect of the game. Absolutely, and managed to play the entire regulation of a of a up tempo mini possession game with two fouls. Right. I mean, that's that's incredible for yeah. And he got it. He's doing. He got an early one that was silly. That was just kind of a dumb foul by him, to be honest. But it, it felt like he he. I could just tell he realized he was like, boy, that was not very smart. What was I doing there? So yeah, he kept it together the rest of the game, and you know he deserves so much credit to me for what he's been able to do this year with with foul trouble I mean that's just something that plagued him for his entire time at Missouri what he's been able to do this year is really really impressive most guys aren't able to change that rapidly maybe maybe rapidly is the wrong word maybe just that dramatically I guess is what I'm trying to say because he's almost it's almost an asset to his game now that he that he's able to defend without fouling he's been able to do a 180 on it it's really impressive and is and he's getting blocks absolutely I mean, he's not he's not Right. Not defending people. I mean, right. He's blocking shots. He's changing shots. And, you know, he's, he's playing active defense and avoiding fouls. And it's great. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's come a long way. I don't, it seems to me like this has been the smoothest season for Tillman. Like, there just hasn't been any, any interruptions. Like, he hasn't had injuries. Right. He hasn't had games where he was in his own head. He hasn't, he just seems to be, it's just been composed. And I think off the court, on health wise, everything for him is just, it's just going smooth, and he's just playing basketball, and he's just he's just playing so well now. Absolutely, and he's he's definitely opened up and, and been honest about how in the past he has let his emotions get the best of him on the court, and he's sort of talked about, you know, he's actually fairly new to basketball. He didn't really start playing until he was a teenager, and he even admitted that there were times where he didn't really love the game necessarily, but he's sort of gotten past all that. And now he says like, he actually does love basketball. He actually watches basketball. Like that was, he said he, he thought basketball was basically boring. He never would watch the NBA or anything like that. Well, now he's actually kind of being a student of the game and sort of getting into all that stuff. Just for whatever reason, the light has come on this year for Tillman. Maybe it's just the, the immediacy of, well, I've got one more year. This is my last chance. But he's putting it all together, and it's been really just profoundly satisfying to watch. It really has. And I think this is, this is something that gets mentioned when people talk about you know, whether or not Tillman would come back to play an additional year. I don't, think, I don't believe he will. I don't believe he should. But people will say, well, he's got a kid to take care of. Well, people don't realize he's a four-year-old kid. Right. He, he was a freshman. Right. NCAA Division One player with a newborn with a child, child and right. his his kid is one and two. You know, I mean, his kid has been there the whole time. The, yeah. He's the age of the years of experience. So he's uh-huh. had a infant child this entire time. He's been trying to, you know, to to play basketball and deal right. with injuries and deal with all this. I mean, that's not something that you can just discount. I mean, an eighteen year old kid being a father, raising a kid, and trying to play basketball and go to school and all that stuff. I mean, he's had sure. a lot on his plate. He absolutely does, and he's been a great kid. He's there. He's been a great kid at Mizzou. You know what I mean? Like no problems that I've ever heard about, and yeah, yeah. He's just going to go down as as a kid that was really easy to root for, and it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be a real successful last chapter in his story at Mizzou, and I think I think a lot of people remember Tillman for a long time and fondly. And quickly, I just want to remind you about our friends at Built Bar, which is of course the world's greatest chocolate protein heavy snack bar as i like to call it and you know what they have 18 flavors so no matter what type of taste that you have built bars got you covered frankly just try them all out you'll find something that you like and when you do when you go to builtbar.com 
Be sure to use the promo code Locked On because that will give you 20% off your very next order. Again, that's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuildBar.com. These bars are high protein, low sugar, high fiber, a really great option if you're looking for a snack on the keto diet. So again, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuildBar.com. Yo, I, I really think that just watching Jeremiah these past four years, especially his senior year, seeing what he's become, to me, this is that's what college basketball is all about at the end of the day. That's kind of why I keep coming back. I love seeing these kids really grow and seeing them sort of become go from from a boy to a man. And I think we've seen that with Tillman. And, you know, I definitely, we saw it with, you know, Lawrence Bowers, Kim English, Marcus Denman. It just seems like it's been a while since we've had that true experience with a few exceptions with like you know maybe ryan rossberg reed nico and with all due respect to those guys they just not the same caliber of player that tillman is so it's just been a really really fun experience for me as a mizzou fan to watch his growth it really has been it would be really it would be really nice too to see like tillman's been around four years now and and drew smith now has has been around a few years even though he didn't play his first year he's still part of the program and and pinson's been around for some so this this is a team that's been around together and they're all upperclassmen, seniors, juniors now. I don't know if Pinson will be back or not. I hope so. I don't, I don't know. We'll figure that out later. But it will be really nice to see this team, which is kind of the most similar team to like the 2012 team that all kind of grew up together right. and had established players, have a, this team have a similar – You know, I know, I know that season didn't end great, but like we won the Big 12 tournament. We should have, been, we should have won the regular Big 12 season. Sure. Like that team obviously accomplished a lot. It's nice to see this group of players that's been together and grown together similarly have success and hopefully that'll continue and you know can make a tournament run can make a conference tournament run and who knows where who knows where we're going to wind up in the tournament stands we probably won't win the regular season the way Alabama's playing but right to be in there and top three and sure. compete is, is really nice. Yeah, I think Missouri's goal should definitely be to get a bye in the SEC tournament. I think if we get a top, if we finish in the top four, that's a se- successful season for this club for sure. And, and like you say, it is nice. It's not just for Tillman, but this whole group just to see, you know, that really Mitchell the Smith. Last, Mitchell yeah. Smith's been around oh forever. Like, yeah, since the Obama administration, <laughs> yeah, Mitchell Smith has yeah. been around. Yeah, that yeah. is literally true. But he's now in his third presidential administration. <laughs> as a Missouri Tiger but yeah um no it's great it's great for Mitchell great for Drew great for Xavier the whole gang and the thing is like the last couple years I really liked the team honestly like obviously we won the Illinois game each of the past three seasons well the previous two years you know by golly, around Christmas time, I was feeling pretty good about that squad. And then, you know, Mark Smith would get injured. Jeremiah Tillman would get injured. They just had various problems that would just seem to derail them. So, again, it's just nice to see that so far, anyway, in this COVID-19 2021 season, so far things have gone fairly smoothly. I mean, these guys deserve a few breaks. They really do. It really is odd that the smoothest season for Mizzou basketball is right. the weirdest season for everybody else. And, and of course, the the bummer is that I was telling Dad, I was going, you know, gosh, this this building would probably be packed to to not, this afternoon because guess what? We got a top fifteen club here. You know, it's a Saturday afternoon against a decent opponent. This thing would be packed, but yeah, here we are. There's two, three thousand people in there, and I'll give the people who were there credit. They got really loud at the end of the game, considering how many people were in there. They were into it. I thought they gave Missouri a definite energy boost that they probably needed at the end of that ball game. That's probably the the worst thing about 
what's ha- what's happening to these kids and these seniors and, and what they're earning is that they just don't get to have like they finally I think they finally have captured the fandom. I think I think the fandom's into this team. I think people you can see it when you talk to people and in, in Mizzou basketball's appointment viewing now. And I think they would have sellouts or near sellouts and these guys would finally be playing in front of capacity crowds instead of you know similarly empty stadiums like they had to the last few years because the team wasn't successful because of adversity stuff right now they've earned the attention and they would be getting that but they're not going to so i mean when when alabama comes here and you're looking at two fringy top 10 teams for you know at the top of the conference that's going to be the game of the night in college basketball probably and Mizzou Arena would be packed and rocking and super loud and amazing, but instead it's going to be taped off with right. twenty five hundred people, sure, and it's going to look like a preseason game against right. you know Lehigh, right? And it's and that's not fair to these kids. It really sucks. They've they've earned it and they they're not getting it. They're not getting the love, at least in person, that they should be getting. Yeah, for sure. And no, I I think you're right. I think we are seeing. There's a lot of people hopping on this bandwagon. You can just tell by looking at your social media, just talking to people. People are definitely watching these games, no doubt about that. But, yeah, I'm with you. It would have been really nice to see 15,000 people in there this afternoon. And certainly, yeah, that Alabama game a week from today should be a really, really interesting one. I can't wait. That's for darn sure. Well, gosh, I, I don't even – honestly, I'm thinking about – the last couple minutes of regulation, I, I just I don't even know how to describe what happened. Really, it's just everything that Missouri, you know, when you get to that point in the game, you need everything to go right, and somehow everything went right for Missouri there down the stretch. It was just just incredible, and I, I you got to give the Tigers credit. They, if you're not playing really hard, that doesn't happen. I don't think, I think we got a. I mean, we got a five point possession because Tilly made the front end of his two, missed the second. Uh, then Kobe Brown, I think, got the rebound, yep. kicks it out. Xavier Pinson and one three right, makes that. That's three four. Yep. And then on the game-tying three, we missed a game-tying three. Tillman had a tip to go in. Well, thankfully, the tip missed. Right. And then it got kicked out. He <laughs> finds Xavier Pinson with three seconds left. Right. Bottoms tie game. Like the, It's crazy how these things work out to be like and, – and how does all that happen to work out to a tie game? Right. You know, it's 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 wild how they just they're right. Well, just let's just say, obviously, Missouri has had some historically terrible breaks over the years. At times, a lot of Mizzou fans think that I don't know we're cursed or something. Well, every once in a while, when Mizzou gets a little lucky, keep that one in the back of your mind. That was Missouri was certainly fortunate to win. They deserve tons of credit, but my goodness, we got a little lucky. I'll do respect to TCU and and this basketball game, but I would uh, I would trade this one for the fifth down. (laughs) <laughs> right, I would trade this one for Thomas Robinson's brutal hack job on on Flip Pressy. Fair point. You know, there's like it seems like <laughs> it happens when, in terrible when, moments. Yes, yeah, like when all the eyes are on and something <laughs> like really big can happen. Yeah, you know, no doubt. W- that's when we get screwed, and then you know we have a, a nice. This is a nice win. No, don't get me wrong, a Absolutely. good win in a season. But sure, like this isn't a game probably that's going to go down in in history as one right. of the biggest wins in Mizzou basketball history, where some of those losses have been very significant. No, it won't. But you know what? I think I'm going to remember this one for quite a while, and I, I wouldn't have expected that coming in. I no. thought this was going to be a fairly pedestrian uh, basketball game, but by golly, I was uh, wildly entertained by that one, and uh, in no small part to the Horn Frogs, frankly. I mean. You know, Mike Miles and uh, you know Chuck O'Bannon, a bunch of those guys were just absolutely on fire. So, is that one of the 
UCLA O'Bannon's kids? Yep, I, is it, really? yep it is. It is Charles O'Bannon's son. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he was born in, uh, I looked this up, he was born in 99 in Compton, California, I believe. So there you go. Take that, Chuck O'Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> the last last second victory against your kid. Yeah. <laughs> the Tyus Edney game. I was going to say, I think I think he would uh, trade that one for the Tyus Edney game, too, uh, since they went on to win the national now, championship Now there's so year. much more vindication in this win. I feel uh, so much better about take it. Take that. We <laughs> <laughs> we, we're even now, UCLA. No, no, we're not. We're never going to be that even. Cl- show that, that clip in the tournament after the inevitable ties. <laughs> and- can, we- <laughs> can we can we get a sad shot of Chuck O'Bannon Jr. <laughs> just like uh, him looking despondent after the Mizzou game? Can we get that shot in one shining uh, moment this year, please? That's our that's our genuine request from Locked On Mizzou. <laughs> you know what, Blake? I think that's a that's yeah, a we, good cap. We can't on do this we episode. can't do better than that. No, we can't we can't do any better on that. So you know what? I will see you all next time right here on Locked on Mizzou.